Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Starched Mixed Martial Arts Podcast. This is episode eight. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host. Big Z, how we doing, Zach? Dude, I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm doing pretty well. We had some uh, we had some fights this weekend. We uh, we had some UFC. We had a little PFL versus Bellator. Yes, sir. What about you? What's going on? Uh, not not a whole lot. The uh, you know normal weekend. Um, yeah, uh, some some good fights to recap. Um, and then a uh, a card that we'll preview for you guys. That's you know not so great, but yeah, a lot a lot of good fights uh, that we watched this past weekend, Zach. And, and a pretty good race in Atlanta. Yes, sir. Little NASCAR fan over here got to enjoy a fat three wide finish. That was super, super close. There were a lot of wrecks. Um, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that. Like, I feel like that warrants an AO, but I don't know why. <laughs> just a fat well, three wide finish. Just a, a fat three wide finish. That is. That's tough. <laughs> and that's tough. Sometimes when I'm not watching MMA. I'm watching a little bit of NASCAR. A, a fat three-wide finish. A That's what you're fat watching. three-wide finish. All right. Okay. Um, I think that's our episode title right there. Maybe it is. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We have some really exciting breaking news that we're going to start the show with. Yeah. Hey, can, can you hit us with it? Hit us with the break. Yeah. R- really exciting announcement that we got for you guys. Let that music sink in. What if we just trolled the listeners? Mm. It's like, ah, there's nothing. Yeah, we just wanted Nate to play music. All right. So, we are going to be joining the likes of the Primetime Productions crew and a new partnership for the podcast. Um, Graciously, they've reached out to us, and we are setting up a partnership where basically we're going to be seen and heard by more. And this is quite the thing that happened, Big Z. This is, uh, like, I'm so, so wrapped up in how excited I am about it, but. Thank you, Nate. Thank you so much. This is some big news for the show, guys. So we, we've got, we've got some partners now. Yeah, this is uh, some really awesome, exciting news that we have for you guys. Um, I mean, we're only, I mean, this is episode eight. They reached out to us, you know, a few weeks ago. I mean, I really wasn't expecting to have uh, a partnership like this, you know, six episodes into our podcast, Zach, but I think it just uh, goes to show, um, you know, the work that we're putting in. But I'm just, I'm really, really excited um, and grateful to those guys for uh, reaching out. Um, they said, yeah, like you said, uh, they had some, uh, stumbled upon, uh, stumbled across our podcast um, and they, they enjoyed us and they wanted to bring us on. So that it's really exciting. I'm, I'm humbled, honestly. Um, and I'm excited to be uh, to be heard by uh, more more lovely people and uh, MMA fans. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. Fuck yes. Down to clown. No, but legit, like, I, I do think our work is already paying off. And I, I'm humbled as well. I couldn't be more excited for this opportunity to work with these guys. I think everyone should jump on the Twitter machine or X and give them a follow. Yep. At Primetime Prods. P-R- P R I M E T I M E P R O D S. That's prime time prods on Twitter. And uh, we're really just, 
you know, humbled and excited beyond belief to get this going with these guys. So shout out to them and uh, shout out to Nathaniel and Nate who have sat here and recorded every episode with us. I don't want that work to go unnoticed. So this is an awesome thing. And we're going to see what we can build with these fellas here at primetime. So very excited, Big Z. No, yeah. Nate and Nathaniel have been a huge help to us. They they basically got our podcast off the ground. So shout, shout out to them. They, they're they in in the spirit of their uh, their podcast title. They are true fucking brothers to us. Absolutely. Um, and also primetime has like a wide range of uh, podcasts about uh, other sports, mainly like the four major sports in America, like hockey, baseball, football, basketball, uh, all, all sorts of sports podcasts. But uh, yeah. Feel free to go check them out. Listen to uh, any of the other podcasts that they have on the network, and uh, yeah, we're we're really really happy to be uh, partnered with them. Yeah, they just recently launched a primetime gambling show. So for you betters out there, make sure to to give that a, a look see. And like Big Z said, um, you know they they've got focuses on the four other major sports already, and this is a uh, new for them diving into MMA, but. Pretty fucking amped to be their first MMA show on the network. So we are we are the MMA branch of prim- primetime productions right now. So that's uh, pretty exciting. Primetime MMA coming at you. Let's fucking get it. All right. So let's get into the meat of this uh, of this episode. We had uh, a really really entertaining uh, UFC Mexico City card this past weekend. Um, a lot of great card. A lot of great fights. Excuse me. Some great finishes on there. Um, and a really um, entertaining and I don't want to say controversial, but uh, uh, a main event that had a lot of people talking about um, the scoring and, and who they who they thought won Zach. So, uh, yeah, in the main event, we've got Brandon Roy Val defeating uh, Brandon Moreno via split decision, 48, 47, 48, 47. And then one judge scored it 49, 46 for uh, Moreno. Uh, what, what did you think of this fight, Zach? First of all, don't you think every fight night should be in front of 20,000 screaming fans? Absolutely, dude. Because that crowd was fucking remarkable. That was awesome. Mexico City feels like one of those crowds that they should be going to once a year. Like, with you know, France, uh, you know, the UK, all those, Saudi Arabia. Big shows outside of the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just, you know, do what they... Just outside of the apex. Yeah, just, just leave the apex. Please. Um... I thought the main event was outstanding. The Brandons yeah. went to war Great like we fight. knew we would. Did not get to see a finish in this fight. Roy Val takes that split decision home. I thought those scorecards were going to be a little bit all over the place. You really don't know what you're going to get. Felt like there were a couple swing rounds in the fight. And pretty back and forth fight. Uh, and just just a massive, massive win in a five-round war. And... Brandon Royval getting his hand raised. It's a big win for him moving on forward. Yeah, huge win for Royval um, against a, a, a former opponent who had beaten him before. So get, getting that win back and then, uh, you know, cementing himself at the top of this division as if he wasn't already. But uh, yeah, huge win for him. And yeah, I I was almost expecting the scorecards to be like more batshit. You know what I mean? Like I I almost kind of feel like the uh, not almost. I do feel like the right guy won. Like, absolutely. I feel like Roy Val won that fight. I was very surprised to hear that 49-46 for Moreno, though. I don't quite see how... Who was that? Junichiro Camillo? I don't quite see how he saw uh, four rounds for Moreno, but again, I, I don't want to reiterate 
every week how bad the scoring system is, but we I, have to. Though. <laughs> we, I, we, it feels like we have to. The, the judging sucks. Yeah, the judging is is fatal sometimes in MMA. But yeah. but again, I almost like the right guy won this fight, so I can't, I'm thing. not even that mad about it. At least they got the right guy. Right. At least they got the right guy. Right. At the end of the day, like. A faulty scorecard looks a lot better when the right fighter wins the fight. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows, man? Yeah, MMA judging is all over the <laughs> is all over the place. It really, truly is. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a great main event, a great five rounder uh, in front of fans, which is what we are calling for and begging for. Like, you're, there's no better sport to watch in a crowd of people that I've experienced. No, I you totally know, agree. Like when you pack the TG Garden, like every completely sold out, everybody's fucking screaming when Bruce Buffer introduces a main event. It should be like that everywhere. Yeah. So it's time to move on from the apex. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you and I have been to to TD Garden for countless Bruins games, and now at least three UFC events. Yeah, and three. Yeah, I and I think it's safe to say. That like the craziest we've ever seen the garden or like outside of the garden after the event is over is when Sean O'Malley knocked out Aljamain Sterling. Like I have never seen the streets of Boston flooded like that. And we we were there for a Bruins playoff game, which they won. Um, so, yeah, I uh, MMA crowds are just rambunctious. They are they they're fiending for violence and they 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 come out in droves, man. They they show it. So absolutely get out of the apex but yeah this fight was awesome dude i like you said they they went to war they put on a show for the fans um it was primarily a, a striking matchup which i thought was kind of interesting i don't know about you but i was kind of expecting moreno to wrestle more um because obviously pantoja had a lot of success against roy val with the wrestling in in that most recent fight um so i don't i don't really know if that was the game plan for Moreno was to stand up or if he kind of ignored the game plan, which was to wrestle. I'm not quite sure, but um, I don't know. Were you, were you feeling the same way, Zach? Were you expecting Moreno to wrestle a little bit more? Yeah. I thought we were going to see a lot more wrestle heavy attack, especially from Moreno. Yeah. I mean, both guys are capable grapplers, but I really thought Moreno would utilize uh, more of a wrestling attack. I think I 100% agree with you there. Not that it, I don't, I wouldn't stand here and say that it lost him the fight. Just, just, you know, I, it's one of those things when it goes to the judges, but I, I don't know. I thought his approach of lack wrestling, lack of wrestling definitely seemed moderately out of character. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I, this was obviously an extremely close fight on the feet. Like Moreno is a really, really good striker and he, he could have won this fight, uh, strictly on the feet just striking um but i just really feel like he would have had uh a much more decided advantage if he if he had been able to take it to the ground a few times and uh tire tire royval out um i will say though when it did get to the ground and uh moreno got on top uh royval did show that he was at least uh competent if not like dangerous off of his back um you know keeping moreno in check so Maybe that was part of the reason why Moreno didn't want to uh, take him down was to uh, risk, you know, maybe getting submitted from the bottom or something like that. But um, yeah, either way, I, I love this fight. Um, huge win for Roy Val. Um, and naturally, he he wants Pantoja next. Um, and in a normal circumstance, I wouldn't really want to see the immediate rematch because Pantoja just won pretty clearly. 
But uh, UFC 301 like really needs a main event for Brazil. We kind of talked about this last week, and like I don't know if there are any other opponents that make sense for Pantoja if they were to try and put him on that card. So fuck it, I'm down for a rematch. Yeah, they had Pantoja cage side as well. Yeah, yeah, it would be for a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> they showed Pantoja, and obviously he got booed by the fans in Mexico City. Which is understandable. They, they rained the boos down on him. But, yeah, if 301 needs that main event, there's your there's your fight right there. Yeah. It, it, in my opinion, it can be a worthwhile main card headliner. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Dude, this co-main event. Wow. Yeah. Real, I'm sorry. Real quick before we move on, just because you, we, we brought up Pantoja. But they, they put him on screen, and like you said, he got booed because, you know, they're in Mexico, but that's okay. Pantoja's so fucking cold, though. He he did the the 5-0 and o thing in the camera because he was 5-0 and o combined against Moreno and Roy Val. Like, that dude doesn't give a fuck. I love Pantoja so He's much. He's nasty for I that. I love Pantoja. That was nasty work. All right, yeah. This co-main dude was, was sick. We had the return after an injury layoff. We had the return of Brian T. City Ortega. Uh, this fight versus Yair Rodriguez. This rematch was a bit weird to start off, Big Z. It was a bit weird. We'll get to the we'll get to the results here in a second. But at the beginning of the fight, Ryan Ortega's getting his name introduced by the buff, takes a weird step and rolls his ankle during fighter introductions while he's getting introduced in the cage. And we kind of saw it happen live. There are people talking about it, but holy hell, I thought, oh no, is the fight going to get stopped? Like before it even starts, are we going to have to run it back again? That that just would have been like a new, a new, I don't want to say low, but like just a new, uh, something new for the UFC because Jesus Christ, that would have just been something else that would have uh, been a nail in the fight night coffin right there yeah that, that would have been, been so painful so fucking weird um but yeah it looked dicey there for a second because yeah like he rolled his ankle like he he jumped up and like raised both of his knees and kind of like slammed slammed his feet down hard uh yeah it, it almost looked like he blew out his knee for a second um but then it, it was pretty clear that he had just like rolled his ankle and was kind of just gonna uh tough through it we don't exactly know the extent to which like it's actually injured we hope it's not too injured but um yeah that was a really weird way to start the fight we were like holy fuck what's about to happen is he even gonna be like able to fight but uh he he sure as hell was able to fight on on saturday zach yeah he was and in the first round yeah your rodriguez was coming the fuck forward he dude rodriguez like i thought he was gonna knock him out like he had ortega bloodied cracked his chin a few times in that first round the battle rages on they go through the second round i think it could have gone either way a little bit more of a brawl in the second round yeah and then early in the third down on the ground ortega locks up an arm triangle choke we're talking 58 seconds in is the finish in the third round t city back with the choke gets uh gets the tap out of rodriguez and that that fight was insane for as long as it lasted. We thought we could see a finish, and we sure got one. Ortega's back. Yeah. Yeah. Ortega is very much back. Uh this fight was a tale of two different rounds. Like like you said, the first round, Yaya Rodriguez looked like a freaking world beater, man. Like he he couldn't do anything wrong. Like he he was he was tagging Ortega up left and right. 
Uh, he looked phenomenal. And then, like, a little bit, I don't know, maybe, like, a minute left, Ortega got on top and, like, showed clear, clear uh, skill advantage or, uh, you know, skill discrepancy on the ground. So it, it was obvious that Yair had to try and prevent that from happening when, when he came back in the second round. But Ortega came right out, and I think maybe less than a minute into the second round, took him down with ease and just controlled him on top. And you almost kind of knew right there that the fight was over. Like, it, it, even if he makes it out of the second round, like, he, he's probably going to get uh, finished at some point. And that's exactly what Ortega did. He, he weathered that first-round storm. Uh, took Rodriguez down, beat him up, and just submitted him. He, I don't want to say he made Rodriguez quit because he didn't, but it, it, there was nothing Yair could do. That's what I was going to say. Like, Brian Ortega's jiu-jitsu game is just, it's it's so flawless that there is nothing you can do. And Yair's got some submission wins of his, of his own, but... Man, when, when Ortega wraps you up, you basically do not have a chance. And that's exactly how this fight played out, Big Z. It was just it was just a, a wild arm triangle by Ortega. And just the skill that he has from a jiu-jitsu standpoint is pretty much unstoppable to most fighters. And I, I'll be interested to see what they do with him next. That's a big comeback win for him, given all the adversity that he has gone through in the last two years, but also potentially injuring himself at the very beginning of that fight. That was a wild ride. Yeah, it certainly was a wild ride. We we really have to pray that, you know, his injury isn't too bad because I, I would really like to see him have a quick turnaround and, and um capitalize on this momentum. Um, but yeah, what's next for him? I think it's safe to assume that Volkanovski is probably going to be getting a rematch against Tapuria. We discussed last week how we really don't want to see that, but... I think it's safe to say that that will probably happen in Spain. Yeah, it, for sure. I mean, hopefully in Spain. Did you see Tapuria walk out into that soccer stadium? <laughs> that, that was, was gnarly. Insane, dude. That was I, probably what? 60,000 people. Oh, I didn't see a I, number, but I've heard that it's like close to 100,000. Holy God. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. Like I could be exaggerating a little bit, but I think a, a hero's welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's a fucking massive star, not only just in Spain, but like globally. So they need to absolutely capitalize on that. Um, so, yeah, assuming that Taporia Volkanovsky 2 happens, I would love to see Ortega versus, um, uh, what's his name, Ivloyev for a, a shot at like, you know, winner of that gets the next shot. Because I feel like that, that fight tests Ortega in a lot of ways because Ivloyev is not going to be so easy to take down. Isaiah Rodriguez, and then he's going to be a, a handful on the feet for Ortega to deal with. So I really think that that's, that's the right test for Ortega next, and if he's able to pass that test, then give him a title shot next. That is a featherweight number one contender fight is a match made in heaven. Yeah. So I would love that the, fight The so matchmakers much. should put Evoyev. pen to paper and, and book that one up as quick as they can. Yeah, make sure Ortega's ankle is fine, you know, Obviously, I'm sure he might need a little bit of time to recover. But, yeah, as soon as he's good to go, book that fight, man. Win winner gets a title shot no matter what happens. All right. So the main card did lose a fight. Uh, it was um, Raul Rosas Jr. versus uh, Ricky Tercios. Yep. And um, I, I just, like, remembered that. So 
I think it was on the main card, right? Yeah. yeah so was, we we would have touched on it, but it, it has been moved to next week's correct. UFC Vegas 87 card. So yeah, it appears Raul Rosas Jr. just kind of fell ill, um, and just kind of wasn't able to um to fight. And it was a very last minute thing. So like the UFC will usually like bump up a prelim from from or you know from the prelims to the main card. I don't even think they had time to do that. I think they kind of just played out the prelims and then just had one less fight on the main card. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to uh, see that one next week. Yeah, I'm sure both fighters are eager to get it turned around quickly, and it's good yeah. when the UFC is able to do that. They just throw it on the next fight night. Um, yeah, man, as a fighter, it probably really hurts if you have to pull out of the fight the day of the fight. Yeah, and you, there's nothing you can do. Like fighters, fighters do get sick. They're they're humans, you know. And honestly, especially like. If anyone in your corner is sick or anything like that happens, it's easy to just be around somebody and catch something. And uh, who knows? But, you know, it's it's just tough to have your fight canceled day of the show. So we'll we'll see that one rebooked next week and we'll be able to talk about it because I think it will be a fun fight. Yeah. Yeah. That one should be pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully that they make that happen next week or this upcoming week. So the next fight on the main card, Big Z, at, at lightweight, we had uh, Daniel Zellhuber which is one of my favorite names to say Such a great name versus Francisco Prado. Uh, this one went to a decision, but it was an all out carnage fest. Oh dude, this fight was sick. The fucking bloodbath. This fight was, Oh my God. It was so much fun to watch. Like this was the definitive fight of the night. I actually don't even know what the bonuses were, but it, they, yeah, I got it. It did. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. I was going to say like, they might've given it to the main event, but if not, this was the definitive fight of the night because these guys just threw the fuck down, bro. Like, yeah. I, yeah what a phenomenal fight this was. <laughs> uh, so I think the biggest takeaway from this fight is Daniel Zellhuber, like destroyed Prado's eye. Yeah. That, that shit was a barren wasteland. <laughs> Like, and Prado's, Prado's corner is, like, telling him, you don't need eyes to win this fight. I yeah. think that was at the end of the second round. He's, like, barking at him that he doesn't need eyes to go and win this fight. This was just, like, one of those swinging ding bloodbaths. It was such a fun swing fight, dude. It was, it, was such a, it was such a bloodbath. Like, y you should... If you're listening to this podcast and haven't seen this fight, you should hop on the highlights of that because it's just, it was, it's making me geek out, dude. It was just so crazy. So back and forth, so hotly contested and just both guys are dangerous. Yeah. People were clowning on that. Uh, you don't need eyes to fight. That's quite the, uh, uh, like, that's quite the corner advice there. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not the best cornering I've ever heard. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, not great. Not great. If I'm being honest, uh, very funny though. Um, along those lines, shout out to that doctor, bro. Yeah. So they bring the doc in to take a look at the eye, which is like completely closed. And this doctor shadow of a doubt. He's like, nah, his, he's good. He's totally good. And like, if that was a New York city commission doctor, that fight would have been over before the doctor stepped in the cage. Oh, a thousand percent. And it was one of those situations where like the doctor was checking him out for so long that I was convinced he was going to stop it. Cause usually when it goes for that long, the doctor's like, nah, yeah, he, you're just waiting for the referee to wave it off. Exactly. Exactly. He was looking at him for so long. I'm like, oh shit, he's going to wave it off. No way, man. And, and then he kind of just like gives the ref a look 
like a little nod and then just turns around and walks out of the cage and you and i were both like let's go we're celebrating (laughs) yeah and the entire crowd was too because we wanted to see the rest of that fight play out but um yeah i feel like there are there are uh, a lot of commissions and a lot of commission doctors that would have stopped that fight in that situation but who cares shout out to that guy what did you think of the in crowd fights oh that's right yeah dude this was crazy because like Obviously, that happens a lot. It's MMA, and MMA fans are like degenerates, so that's going to happen a lot. Uh, Some people are just outright fucking stupid at events. Oh well, that, yes, that's MMA. Yes. That's but that's anything. Like, yeah, I mean, there's NFL, always Jesus fights Christ. at concerts, sporting events. It's just people that are fucking mind-blowingly dumb. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, there's always videos of this stuff, and it's it, it's fun to watch. Um, you always just like assume that there's security there to kind of just break up the fight. Not at, here. A little, a little after it happens. Yeah, we found out from Dana after the fights were over that like there was no security there, and that fight literally just went until it was over. <laughs> Differences needed to be settled. Like nature just took its course with this fight, and they were like, "Yeah, that's fine." Definitely a wild clip to watch, and <laughs> I just that was like, it, so crazy. Dude. That Mexico City crowd was just a ball of of wildness. Yeah, and shout out to that dude that landed two knockout punches on two different people like in a row. Did, did you see that? Our our producers are like watching this clip for the first. Oh time. my <laughs> god, dude! God, dude. I actually haven't even I haven't, I haven't even seen, seen that, that angle. I, I was gonna say I haven't seen that angle. That was the second. Uh, but yeah, that, that this dude guy just literally got his fucking head ripped off. Like to, to to plug the show a little bit, this guy literally starches two dudes in a row with two consecutive punches. Fans are like, cheering. The second one is actually brutal as fuck. I want to see it again. Yeah, we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> There's dude, no way. Yo, we haven't seen this angle yet, and this guy. First of all, his shirt <laughs> oh is already like God. ripped. He's he's wearing a long sleeve shirt. The right sleeve is already ripped off, and, like, the right side of his shirt is, like, ripped open. He turns around and just gets absolutely fucking chinned by this guy. One more time? Yeah, I was going to say, one more time, because Please, like... Like, his shirt is already ruined. He's paying, not paying attention. Bang! I, oh, that, my God, that dude. That punch was clean. Oh, my God. That I, was fucking crazy the, the ufc should find that gentleman's contact information and give him a fifty thousand dollar <laughs> literally like of the night bonus. sign that guy because what the hell was that sign, sign that guy at least put him at, if they put this guy on uh contender series i would watch contender series i literally the the two top comments in this thread on x fight of the night ladies and gentlemen <laughs> or the only knockout of the night <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true i there weren't any knockouts, only submissions on this card, right? I think there might have been a TKO or something, but but that that the only one punch the only KO. TKO was the the leg injury in the very first fight. Oh lord, it was all it was submissions and decisions after that. You wouldn't even like know it though, because it was a great card. But all right, yeah, there. Sh- <laughs> shout out to that crowd fight because that was fun. And then Dana was like, "Yeah, there's no security. They just fought until it was over. What if uh, what it's if, like Dana? Isn't that kind of like your job? What if Dana to, like, just broke it? Arrange security. Yeah, Dana, Dana breaks it up himself. <laughs> he scoots on over. He's like, "Hey guys, yeah. enough of that shit." It's all oiled up and shit. All right, we had two more. F- oh, not the oil. <laughs> we we've got two more. F- we've got Sorry. two more fights from this main card. Uh, the next one, 
I honestly and truthfully do not know if I saw a second of this fight. Uh, this was a strawweight fight between Yasmin Jarglu and um, <laughs> and Sam Hughes. Okay, so first of all, here comes the pronunciation. Yeah, I'll 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 clear up that pronunciation for you. But yeah, you might have been a little bit sauced up on Saturday night, so that that's that's okay. That's okay if you didn't remember this fight. Uh, so we've got Yasmin Huaragi. Defeating Sam Hughes via so unanimous decision, uh, 30-27 times three. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, what we expected out of, out of Huaragi. Um, Yeah, she's just so good on the feet. That made me look like a fool. Your pronunciation just, yeah, just that... took, took me over. It made me look like a dumbass. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that was tough. Jaregu? I was like, oh man. Yeah, with the tough. question mark at the end. Yeah. I know I should probably be in the stocks. That sounded like a Cards Against Humanity card. I'm going to jail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Yasmin just looked phenomenal in the phenomenal in this fight. Sam Hughes couldn't really touch her. Um, basically what we expected out of this fight. Not a whole lot to say, but 3027 across yeah. the board. All yeah. three judges saw it the same. Yeah, she looked awesome, lit up that that hometown Mexico crowd. They loved her. So a, a plus from her honestly i'll work on my pronunciations all right listen like it's crazy i can pronounce any nhl player's name but some of these fighter names i've got i've got some trouble with so shout out to john anik that's why i know a lot of these uh pronunciations yeah because that man he, is is pinpoint with fighter names yeah he is he is uh very um thorough with fighter pronunciation so i i know that when i hear john anik say it i can i can trust his pronunciation of it all right one more fight on the main card, dude, and this one was a minute 46 of slobber knockery. We had Straight Manuel action. Torres defeating uh, Chris Duncan via rear naked choke. Did he put his lights out or did he uh, tap? No, I don't he, remember. He tapped. The, there, there was one. There was somebody that got put to sleep with a submission, but I think that might have been the PFL Bellator card. Either way. Um, Too many fights to remember, but dude, this, I, I do believe Chris Duncan tapped though. This was just a, a crazy, like unfiltered, intense minute 45. It was, it was wild, dude. This is like what people want to see on these cards. It was a brawl on the feet until it wasn't. And it was on the ground and Manuel Torres just coming through with a big rear naked choke victory. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to sum up a fight that was only a minute 45 seconds long, you know? Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to say. It's just uh, a perfect matchmaking for this this Mexico card because, like, this was guaranteed fireworks. And, you know, if Manuel Torres was going to win, he was going to win emphatically. And this just worked out perfectly because he, just like Wadagi, he, he he lit up that Mexican crowd. Like, they they loved him. He, it was, you know, A-plus performance from him. Fucking shout out. All right, want to scope a couple of these prelims? Let's see what we got here. Uh, there were quite a few finishes on the prelims. I think three submissions and a leg injury TKO. But yeah, yeah, plenty of finishes to go around, and um, we can highlight a couple of these prelims for you. Yeah, I, I just want to start off with old man Hayoni Barcelos getting it done against Christian Quinones. Uh, gets the the rear naked choke at two o four of round three. Um, Barcelos has been going through it these last couple of years of his career, man. I mean, obviously he, he's a little bit up there. I want to say he's like maybe 36, 37. Um, and he, he's always been a lot of fun to watch. So it was really cool. Like, uh, you know, obviously another fun fight 
because that's all he does. Barcelos is put on fun fights. Um, but it was really cool to see him get it done in that in that third round against uh, the younger fighter. So that, I was just really happy to see that. Yes, sir. Likewise for me, um, I'm looking at another submission here. Uh, Edgar Chires oh, with yeah. a triangle choke victory over Daniel Lacerda. Uh, I will say, didn't both of these guys miss weight? Oh, did they? Yeah, I, I'm I pretty know. sure. So I remember <laughs> seeing like a, a tweet like earlier during fight week, probably on weigh-in day, where they were like, this fight's cursed. Like both of That's these hilarious. guys fucking missed weight. But so a triangle choke would probably land you a performance bonus <laughs> typically. Uh, typically. But if yeah. you miss weight, for those of you who don't know, you are ineligible for performance bonus money from the UFC. But uh, this was another first rounder, Big Z. And a first round triangle choke is, again... The fans love it. That's why they're there, man. Performances like that are why the fans are coming to the shows. Oh, yeah, dude. And, dude, triangle chokes are just so much fun. Like, we we, ha we had T-City in the co-main event, but we also had T-City here on the prelims because fucking Chires, Edgar, Edgar Chires pulled out that triangle, and it was slick, dude. I think a, a triangle choke might be, like, my outright favorite submission. It's it's debatable, but with that. holy shit, it is a good fucking submission. When, when it is executed well there's nothing like it yeah oh uh, that also reminded me um brandon roy val quietly almost pulling off an oma plata against brandon moreno that was crazy that like he locked that up for like a split second and i almost yelped i was like there's no shot he's about to pull the uh the nick diaz takanori gomi because that would have been insane for a brief moment the look on my face i was like dude yo are they about to <laughs> That was just nuts. Oh, dude, I would have lost my shit if that happened. If he, if he locked that in. Oh, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, great performance from Chires. Uh, Make they, weight next time. I was going to say, if they did, in fact, both miss weight, I am not exactly surprised because I feel like that's um, Daniel Lacerda's, like, that's not the first time he's uh, missed weight. But either way, who cares? Great fight. Um, Another one on there. Uh. I just had it. Oh, uh, Ronaldo Rodriguez defeating uh, Dennis Bondar uh, via rear naked choke. Uh, buzzer beater at 459 of round two. So an another buzzer beater. I think we had one, had one last week, too. Back-to-back -back buzzer. That might have been a fight night. Who even knows? But Oh, yeah. I think it was the, the Molly McCann thing, or was it yeah, someone else? It was something like that. Back-to-back. Yeah, you're right. Potentially back-to-back -back buzzer beater submission finishes on a UFC card. I'm not complaining. That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't mad at that. Yeah, and so there there was a um, a TKO in the first fight of the night. Uh, this one looked weird. It was considered a TKO leg injury, which, like, his leg was definitely injured. Um, but Muhammad Naimov defeats Eric Silva. I, like, Naimov fucking cracked him with a head kick. And I feel like that's what actually hurt his leg. And then, like, Naimov, like, followed up with some ground and pound. Like, he got the win. He got the TKO win. Like, it, not like it was called, like, a no, uh, no contest or whatever. Um, but I just don't really, like... I don't see the injury as being the reason why Silva lost the fight. I feel like he got knocked out. You yeah, know what I mean? I've watched that a couple times <laughs> now. He got knocked and I, the fuck out. I still can't quite wrap my head around that either. I've watched that two or three times and been like, I, I can't see where you're ruling it. The injury is the reason for the loss. Like right. he, he did get cracked. Right. So and his leg was obviously hurt after the fight because he was like because he was in pain and holding his leg. So an injury occurred, but I wouldn't say that that was the reason why the fight stop or was was stopped they're like naimov fucking cracked him and 
yeah. So yeah, dude, that was definitely a weird one. Uh, at the end of the day, Mexico City gets a fantastic fight card for the fans. Fuck yeah! And dude, you love to fucking see it. I thought overall most of the card delivered. Um, you'll hear me bitch about the late start because us East Coasters just never want to deal with a late start for these fight night cards, especially after watching, uh, you know, a few hours of the PFL fights as well. And we're going to get into that momentarily, but dude, just shout out to all the, the fighters that brought it home for these Mexican fans. Cause that, that was an awesome card. Awesome. Awesome card. Um, I won't dive back into get out of the apex, go back into more crowds because it's just true. Um, it's like beating a dead horse. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, shout out to all the fighters who performed. And, um, yeah, we're always going to bitch about those late starts, aren't we? Because, like, it, it it's pointless. It, it really sucks. We have our patterns of things that piss us off in this sport. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear about all of them on this podcast if you haven't heard about them yet. I was going to say, you're going to hear about them thousands of times uh, on repetition, so just get ready. But, uh, yeah, moving on, uh, we, we had the uh, the PFL versus Bellator card this past weekend. Um. Uh, went about the way you would expect uh, at least on the main card uh you have bellator winning four out of the five bellator versus pfl uh matchups the bellator boys came to play because they yeah. dominated this shit yeah but dude i i thought it exceeded expectations i had a lot of fun watching this and we we talked so we talked about it last week it this was a 50 dollar pay-per-view we did end up uh buying it so we could watch it and recap it for you guys and honestly, I'm not even upset about it. I had a lot, a lot of fun watching this card. I missed the AJ McKee fight live. That was the first fight on the pay-per-view. I missed that one live, but I went back and saw the finish. Um, and then I saw all the other fights on the, the pay-per-view, and it was it was a lot of fun, man. So I, I, I'm glad that we ended up watching it. Me too, dude. Um, I, honestly, I, I really think it exceeded my expectations a little bit. I yeah. knew about like the star power on the card, but it's... One thing I was worried about was pacing. PFL does historically not do a great job. Horrendous pacing. Pacing out. And apparently, though I was at work, the prelims were not paced very well. Yeah. So I didn't see any of those. Um, uh, you know, I saw the Aaron Pico highlight later on. Yep. But I. it sounds like PFL has a pretty strong history of just not having the, the best pacing. Yeah. But, dude, the, the pacing on this main card... Considering Fantastic. it was all title Fantastic. fights, yeah. three rounders, but I, I thought the pacing was really great. So we'll let's jump into this main event, dude. Uh, we had the reigning PFL heavyweight champion, Henan Ferreira, taking on former Bellator heavyweight champion, Ryan Bader. Um, and Ferreira knocked him out cold. This was a starching. Yeah. Yeah. 21 seconds. This was the uh, the lone victory for PFL in this PFL versus Bellator uh, matchup. Yeah, Henan Fajeda knocks out Ryan Bader in literally 21 seconds. Like, it might have actually been the first punch that he landed. And it was almost, like, kind of hard to not see that coming. Because, like, dude, they did... I Like, I saw them do a face-off on Friday, and Fajeda was, like, so much bigger. I was like, dude, Ryan Bader's gonna get knocked the fuck out. And then, literally, the first punch that Henan Fajeda lands, puts Bader on his ass, and then he just fi uh, finishes him with the ground and pound. But it went exactly the way I thought it would, and he just fucking planted him, dude. I now understand fully why Fajera is the Fajeda. I, that's always a weird one for me. 
I'll, yeah. I will get better about these names pronunciations, but the, the, I, the, I can, the Portuguese or Brazilian ones are, are really weird. So I can see exactly why that is the PFL and now PFL slash Bellator heavyweight champion right there. Yeah, it's a dangerous um, man. So obviously 21 second knockout, pretty vicious after the fight. Ryan Bader pops off his gloves in the cage. Uh, could could be hanging him up, Ryan Bader, Big C. This is a, a fighter who has seen everything there is to see in the world of mixed martial arts, from the UFC to Bellator to now the, the PFL Bellator series. But Ryan Bader, if this is the end for him, has had a championship legacy and uh, one hell of a career. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't get like an official announcement, did we? No, not that I know of. Just yeah, just an observation so. after yeah. the fight. And no, yeah, totally. When you see a knockout like that too, it's just kind of mm-hmm. you you're worried about the fighter and you, you see the look in their eyes and you see him take off the gloves and it you just know maybe they're considering hanging it up, but Oh no, totally. Like I I was just checking to make sure because you, you had pointed out that he took his gloves off and I was like, Oh shit. I wonder if they're gonna talk to him after whatever. Um, and so I just I hadn't seen an announcement from him yet, so I was just curious. But yeah, if this is in fact uh, it for Ryan Bader, congrats on a on a phenomenal career. Um, obviously, like he he didn't reach the heights that he wanted to in the UFC, but he became a double champion in Bellator, which is something not a lot of people were able to do, and that is really like an incredible achievement to hang your hat on. So incredible career from Ryan Bader. Um, congratulations, and uh, yeah. Yeah, just good for you, man. All right, so this co-main event was weird, Big Z. Uh, I will say Johnny Eblen. This was awesome. It was awesomely weird, especially <laughs> the second round. Johnny Eblen moves to 15-0. and 0. He defeats Impa Kasong and I via split decision. And, uh, wow, dude, this one was a doozy a little bit. Yeah, this fight was awesome, dude. Like, we, we were kind of talking last week. Uh, like Johnny Eblen was kind of going to cruise in this fight. And that's the way it was looking in that first round. Like they were kind of thrown down, you know, Impa looked good, but it was really looking like it was trending towards just a Johnny Eblen three round decision. Just victory. Balling. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the way it looked. Uh, and then we come out in that second round and Impa almost beheads Johnny Eblen. Like he, I don't remember what the first shot was that cracked. I feel him. like it was like a left hook. Yeah. And like, it was like, it was like incendiary. I was like, oh, my it was God, fucking evil. Oh, my God. He's done. Like, it was like to the point where, like, I don't I don't know when, but Impa's going to finish him. Like, it was crazy, dude. He he had Eblen on ice skates for almost the entire round. Like, it took a long, long time for Eblen to recover. And it just made this fight so much fucking fun because we were like, you know, Zach and I were just sitting there losing our minds. Like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Impa's going to do it. And then it just kept going and going and going. You're like, oh, shit. Did Impa gas himself out trying to go for the finish? Has Eblen recovered yet? Like, what the fuck is going to happen? So Eblen ends up uh, surviving to see the end of the second round, gets into the third. And it was clear at that point that Impa had nothing left. He he dumped out everything he had trying to get that finish in the second round. And uh, Eblen was kind of just able to hang on and um, do what he needed to in that third round. But so, somebody did think that uh, Impa won, though. So it was it was a very close, really, really fun fight. Yeah, it was, dude. And I just think we're seeing the continued rise of a champion in Johnny Eblen. That man is training with killers all the time, and he levels up his game every time he's in the cage. 
no he, matter what promotion promotional so banner. Good. Yeah. Um, dude, one thing I just remembered, this main card also lost a main card fight. We did not get to see our boy Patricio Pitbull in the cage oh, this right, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly don't even remember his opponent, but like it was gonna be so his original opponent was um uh Jesus Pinedo, who was the 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 PFL featherweight champion. He fell out. Gabriel Alves Braga stepped in to fight him, who was Aaron Pico's original opponent, and then he ended up falling out, I think, on Friday, right? Yeah, it was pretty late. It was like yeah. Friday afternoon with the card being on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention like a feel for both fighters. Yeah, and, that uh, fucking sucks. Like, I'm very excited to see whatever Patricio Pitbull's next fight is because I always am. Yeah, Pitbull is just so much fun to watch. And like I, I don't I don't really know what you know the the Bellator featherweight division is looking like or the pfl featherweight division but like if they wanted to i wouldn't be mad at like pitbull versus aaron pico or something like that or maybe burgos has, has been fighting at 155 but if you wanted to go back down to featherweight a fight with pitbull would just just be fucking insane there's but options there, no matter yeah, what. There, there's a lot of options for pitbull um yeah that's somebody who yeah. usually see fight three or four times a year anyways they'll yeah, they will not have a fighting. problem turning him around and finding him an opponent on an upcoming card yeah and then hopefully he gets back in there with uh pinedo because that fight would have been awesome absolutely uh next fight on the main card dude this was an impressive performance uh we had the very newly crowned bellator welterweight champion jason jackson with a massive massive performance over ray cooper the third i know cooper stepped in as a late replacement but dude jackson's leg kicks in this fight dude they soul crushing leg kicks from jason jackson <laughs> literally who, dude who used those leg kicks to his advantage it's a second round ko tko victory over ray cooper the third just what an outstanding performance from jason jackson in this fight this was an ass kicking from the ass kicking machine, Zach. This was an ass kicking from hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those dude, those leg kicks must have been so fucking demoralizing, dude. Like literally two kicks in and Ray Cooper was done. Like not not like the fight totally, but his leg was just jelly. The swelling like, was immediate. Yeah. It was and you crazy. Know, like, leg kicks when used effectively stun fighters. They stop fighters in their tracks. And yeah, there are fighters who can eat them. But when you start to see the swell, you know, you know, shit's about to go down. This yeah. was just a, a ruthless performance from Jason Jackson. Uh, and I'm I forgetful a little bit. Was there a title on the line for this with Cooper stepping in late notice? So there was still like this was supposed to be the welterweight um, PFL versus Bellator champions fight. It was going to be Jason Jackson versus Magomed Magomed Karamov. Um but when Ray Cooper stepped in, it became a, a 182 pound catch weight. So I was just kind of assuming they were just just kind of throw away the uh, the belt, you know, um, not not put it up for this fight. But they still ended up putting a belt up for this fight because it's uh, it was still technically a PFL versus Bellator matchup, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it's just because they had a belt to give to somebody. So they were like, fuck it. Why not? Here you go. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, still earned from Jason Jackson because had he won the fight, he was going to get a belt anyway. So why not give it to him? But um, yeah, yeah, there was a belt on the line for this one. All right. The next one we had was heavyweights. Uh, we had Bruno Capaloza taking on Vadim Nemkov. And uh, holy shit, dude. Capaloza looked good early. 
but Nemkov arm triangle choke that put Kapaloza to sleep in the second round. Too bad. This was this was the choke I was thinking of where yes. somebody went to sleep mm-hmm. because wow. And and Kapaloza is a dangerous dangerous fighter, but Nemkov just proved he has a better skill set. This this was a a wild performance. Yeah, Kapaloza won the PFL heavyweight title like 2 years ago, I think. Yeah, like undisputedly, yeah. like nobody was near him. Yeah, he 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 was like clearly the best heavyweight they had that year. But um yeah, this um this is Nemkov's first fight at heavyweight in a long time. Um he's primarily a light heavyweight but has fought at 265 or you know, at heavyweight um back in Ryzen, I believe. Um but yeah, this was a spectacular performance from Nemkov. Like you said, Capaloza started off pretty hot. Um, he was landing pretty heavy, but it did not take Nemkov long for him to kind of get his defense back in order. And then he started landing heavy himself. I wasn't sure, uh, you know, coming up from my heavyweight, how much of an impact his shots were going to have, but they had a fucking impact, dude. I um, I was almost expecting him to uh, knock out Capaloza at one point just because he was landing so heavy. But um. Yeah. I thought Capaloza was going to knock out Nemkov. That's what it was looking that, like early. That's definitely what it was looking like. I think very highly of <clears throat> both of these fighters. Dude, like, that was another example of fantastic matchmaking. It turns out, like, like we've been talking about, yeah. but this PFL Bellator card, like, genuinely delivered. Yeah, it really did. The matchmaking was very good. Uh, so, oh, shout out to Vadim Nemkov, man, who just put... Capaloza completely unconscious in a choke. Recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. Just a nasty, nasty choke. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what Nemkov can do at heavyweight because he seemed it seemed like he was just kind of bored with uh what he had left at, at light heavyweight for for options. You know, I imagine it's just going to grow his confidence. Yeah, yeah, no, I, so much more uh, much more exciting matchups that he's got at heavyweight. Um. So I'm ex- really, really excited to see what he does after defeating a former PFL heavyweight champion in, in, in his debut. So, yeah, really exciting things from Nemkov. He's always been an awesome fighter, um, really skilled, really fun to watch. So really, really excited to see what he does. And honestly, like maybe work his way to a Francis Ngannou fight someday. There's be, that distinct would, possibility would that be like right crazy? there. That fight would be sick, right? There's that distinct possibility. I... I would watch the shit out of that fight. Yes, and I would actually pay for it. Yeah. That's nuts, yeah. but... Oh, that I'm sorry. That reminds me. Um, They announced... Uh, Did we talk about this last week? I don't think we did. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, They announced that Francis Ngannou would be fighting the winner of the main event of this card between Henan Fajeda and Ryan Bader. So it appears, assuming Francis doesn't beat Anthony Joshua, because if he does, this isn't happening. But assuming he loses to Anthony Joshua, Francis Ngannou has an opponent for his next MMA fight, and it's going to be Henan Fajeda. I love that fight if it that, happens. That fight will be fucking dope because it's literally going to be whoever lands a punch first is going to win, basically. <laughs> Isn't that outstanding? I love that. That's what we want that, to see. That That's heavyweight MMA, in my, in, in my opinion. Like, Francis in boxing is also really cool, though. Yeah, I kind of hope he beats Joshua just to see him fight for the undisputed title because that would just be... That would be really, really that would, cool. That would he, be... He, he, he deserves it. That would be an earthquake. Yeah. Oh yeah. If if Francis Ngannou was fighting for a boxing heavyweight title, that would the plates would be shifting. I love saying that, but the tectonic plates. Um. But yeah, shout out to Nemkov. Great performance. Would love to see him work his way up to a an Ngannou fight someday because that would be dope. All right. Two more on the main card. Big Z. What did you think of 
the retirement home fight between Yoel Romero <laughs> and Tiago Santos. The Soldier of God versus Maheta. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, Kind well, of what I was expecting, honestly. Kind of, like, kind, of, kind of what you thought? Yeah, like the third round got, got pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, there's not really a whole lot that I could take from this fight, if I'm being honest. It was just two two old dudes fighting. So Yoel Romero takes home the unanimous decision victory. Yes. I had to look and make sure I said the right thing. <laughs> but yeah, just like just a couple of old dudes who are um, you know, probably gonna pop for steroids or and have already Hopefully. popped for steroids. I hope so. Actually, no. I, I hope not, because if they were on steroids and that was the fight we got, Jesus. That's tough. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was what it was. I think, like, we talked about it last week, but, like, six years ago, five, six years ago, if you had told us this fight was happening, probably would have shit our pants. Uh, it was a decent fight. Yeah, it was fine. Um yeah, like I said, not a, not really a whole lot to take away from that fight. Um, I don't know if you've got anything else, but I, I don't know. Nope. Really. Yeah. Uh, first fight on the main card. This is this is the last one that will really like go in depth. Uh, AJ McKee defeats Clay Collard uh, by submission. Triangle armbar. Uh, first round, a minute and 10 seconds. Um, just real slick work from AJ McKee. Like I said, I missed this one live, but I made sure I went back and watched it. Um, because AJ McKee's submissions are always really fun to watch just because he's so uh, slick and creative on the ground. Um, and he just proved it again here. Like you don't see a lot of triangles. You don't honestly see a ton of arm bars either. Triangle arm bars are like even more rare. Like he, that's basically two submissions in one. And um, yeah, AJ McKee just doing the damn thing. Like he usually does. I kind of would have liked to see this fight go a little bit longer, just knowing like, the dog that Clay Collard is. Yeah. But when I tell you that AJ McKee is one of my favorite fighters in all of mixed martial arts right now, I say that with the fullest heart. Absolutely. Uh, AJ McKee just does his thing. Uh, his submission work is outstanding. He he is an absolutely excellent fighter. And like at 22 and one, I just want to see like how AJ McKee continues to grow. He's still young. He is a young buck, but the dude is a relentless killer, and he savagely submits Clay Collard a minute into this fight. I can't wait to see what's next for fucking AJ McKee. Like, he, Shane he Burgos, is, please. Why not? Why not? McKee is a fucking walking highlight reel. He really is. He is outstanding to watch. He's great on the mic. He's great for the sport. And, like, without a doubt, one of my favorite fighters in all of MMA right now. So... I'm so glad he got to have a little bit of shine on the pay-per-view too, because dude, just what an outstanding mixed martial artist that we have in AJ McKee. Oh yeah. This, is, this is an AJ McKee household. We're beyond blessed to be graced with the presence of AJ McKee in a, in any sort of martial arts cage. So hell yeah. Um, so that does it for the main card. Only prelim that I want to highlight is uh, Aaron Pico defeating uh, Henry Corrales. Uh, via TKO at 4.53 of round one. Um, we didn't mention this last week because I kind of forgot. Um, this was a rematch, actually. This is uh, Aaron Pico getting a win back from Henry Corrales, who was... That was the guy who, um, like, knocked him out cold, like, really, really early on. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron Pico get, getting that win back, uh, you know, e e exacting some revenge on Henry Corrales. Um, 
just great to see Aaron Pico get a uh, get a finish. Um, he he's really really good. I uh, just yeah happy to see him get another finish, get back out there. That uh, th- that first fight, um, with Corrales was back in 2019. He got KO'd like a minute seven in. Yeah, and he but got like knocked out violently. Pico has had a pretty interesting career so far. He is an awesome prospect though. And again, like just good to see him get one back there. And I, I know as a fighter, like it, if you do have a rematch and you lost the first time, it feels real good if you can get it back. So yeah. shout out to Aaron Pico. We do a lot of shout outs to fight winners. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes you don't know what else to say, but I think Pico's rock solid. Uh, and um, there was one more thing on the prelims, Big Z. Uh, we did have, and I didn't get to see it, but we, there was a Clarissa Shields uh, unanimous decision victory as yep. well. So her MMA journey continues, and it, good good for the PFL and Bellator for putting on really a, a hell of an event. Yeah. Hell yeah, of an event. It's a little bit tiresome because, you know, uh, we're just we're, we're committed to watching great MMA and Dude, when 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 the violence starts at three p.m. on a Saturday and doesn't end until you know one thirty a.m. on a Sunday, that's uh that's a lot of mixed martial arts for uh, for anybody to take in. Yes, it is. And we we love it, but still, it can it can wrap you up after after a chunk of time. But yeah, I thought I thought both cards were pretty well delivered, and it, we got to see some really cool stuff over the course of this weekend. Yeah. Um. And just lastly, for me, this hopefully kicks off or you know this kicks off what is hopefully to be you know uh i don't want to say a partnership because pfl just kind of bought bellator but what is to be a, a a fruitful merger between these two uh mma organizations and i just really hope that they're successful and they're able to put on some uh some big fights gain some traction um it, it it'll be a very very long time before they can even be in conversations you know with competing with the ufc but I, I really just hope that they're they're in it for the long haul and they're able to um put on some good fights for the fans. Money talks. That's right. All right, dude. Uh we are two weeks away from UFC two ninety nine. The hype is fucking unreal. But we've got one more Apex fight night card in front of us that we have to talk about. We have to do our due diligence. And um Dude, going back on it, and why should they leave the eight? Well, this this is an apex card. This is a deserved apex card. We got some sloppy this, this ones is an to talk card. about. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Uh, so we'll get into it. Um, next Saturday, uh, February third, we will have main event heavyweights. Uh, Jarzinho, Biggie did, Boy. Did you just say February third? No, I said March. I think pretty sure you said February 3rd. I thought I said March. Either way, it doesn't matter. Sorry, go ahead. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just trying to Heavyweight fu- main event at the Apex. Jarzinho, Biggie Boy, Rosenstrike versus Shamil Gazeev. Big Z, I didn't know about Shamil Gazeev until today. I like forgot who he He's only had one official fight in the UFC and I didn't remember him. And like I had to look up and see who this guy even was and he's fighting in a main event and I had no fucking idea who he was. Yeah, this is... Guys, guys. This is a main event. Why um, is this a fucking main event? Cause, cause what are we doing? D- Disney Dana said so. Uh, so Gazeev is uh, undefeated. Um, 13, 12 or 13, you know. There he is. He's 12 and 0. Um, Biggie boy, 
got a couple cool knockouts in the UFC. I like I'm yawning thinking about this. I was gonna say the vibe just yeah. totally shifted yeah. in this room. I know, I know oh we've been God. talking we've been talking for a little <laughs> while too, but yeah, I'm just not looking forward to this main event that much. Heavyweight main events are just sometimes out of place unless it's at the top of the show. There's there's literally a fight on this card that I think is much more worthy of a main event, and I'll give that one a little bit more shine, but Jarzinho versus Gazeev, a couple of big boys, big Z. Do you have a winner in this one? <laughs> I mean, I'll roll the dice and go with uh, Shamil Gaziev, Gaziev, however you pronounce it, um, just because Jarzinho Rose- Rosenstruck isn't that good. Um, he's good on the feet, but like that's about it. Um, Gaziev has eight knockouts, so clearly he's pretty good on the feet as well. And he's, I don't know if he's Russian, but he seems to be like from that, that Caucasus mountain region. So he's definitely good at wrestling. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick Shamil Gaziev. Uh, uh, shit. I'll say by finish. I will not specify because I really have no fucking clue, but I, before we, before we move on, just because I, I gotta get this out. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna obviously preview this card for you guys. This card does not deserve our time. It does not deserve your time. So if you have other things you would like to do on Saturday, then watch this card. Please, for the love of God, do that. We're back on a track of positivity. Yes, love you guys. Sorry, go ahead, Zach. <laughs> um, well, I don't have much else to say for the main event. Yeah, um, I this, really, this fight's I really can't sit here and and give it a lot of love. I don't have that to give. Um, no odds for this fight on the UFC website. That's fun. Does it matter? No, that's what I'm saying. This fight doesn't matter to the point where they don't have fucking odds on the website. Anyway, the co-main event, in the which light. has odds on the UFC website. By the way, <laughs> maybe they just haven't decided the odds. Who fucking cares? The, Make it a pick them. The <laughs> the co-main event in the light heavyweight division. We have a. Uh, Victor Paterno, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Petrino? V- Vitor Petrino. Vitor. Yes. Taking on Tyson Pedro. Um, this should be this should be a <laughs> a, a fight. <laughs> yep, the this is a fight on a card. Um Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a fun fight because Tyson Pedro always has fun fights. Um, you know, Vitor Petrino uh is 10 and 0. Oh, this this just geeked me out. Yo, the UFC website is so weird. I I clicked on Vitor Petrino's name, and usually they have like they'll have his record, and then you know however many however many wins by knockout, however many wins by submission, decision, whatever. This guy's ten and zero. It says seven wins by knockout, four first round finishes. I was like, that's fucking eleven. How does he have eleven but four first round finishes? So sorry, I just tweaked for a second. Um, but yeah, Vitor Petrino has seven knockouts, four four of them in the first round. So. This fight is going to be fun for however long it lasts. Um, hopefully not 15 minutes. Hopefully like 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, next fight on the card, which should be the main event. I this don't know the why main it's event. not. The UFC has a hard on for uh, heavyweight main events, especially in the Apex. Uh, but a literal top 10 flyweight matchup between Alex Perez and Mohamed Mikhaev. That like the only actual reason I could see them not wanting to put this in the main event is because Alex Perez has like fallen out of his last like seven fucking fights or something like that. Um, but th- this should be the main event because this is the only good fight on the card. 
this this fight is like actually remarkable and it's sad because the rest of the card is pretty dry they're, they're buried on an awful apex card yeah this is a tough one and this, this uh, is bad for apex card standards yeah uh definitely weird uh alex perez the former ufc flyweight title challenger versus muhammad makayev who is an up-and-coming hungry 11 and 0 fighter who oh he's got a no contest mixed in there too but makayev wants to be fighting for a title very soon this fight is sick yeah. uh makayev has tremendous submissions tremendous grappling uh alex perez is a breaker he's got all types of finishes um like you said he's had a tough streak of his fights falling through whether that's him or his opponent but this fight should get a lot of love it's definitely the best fight on the card i don't i can't even sit here and say that it makes it worth watching the card because it really just doesn't feel like that with some of these given my thoughts on this yeah yeah. but uh i do actually think this fight will be fucking remarkable so i want to speak to that and give it what it deserves um i i think makayev is gonna win by decision um i feel like perez is a fairly hard competitor to finish um but this fight should be really really good and in a division like in a weight class that i just stand by is getting better and better in the flyweight division big z like yeah this this division is fantastic this is the one to watch on this card absolutely um and i kind of agree i feel like makaev will probably end up winning a decision um but if you're you know if you're if you're of the uh the gambling variety um muhammad makaev has a couple of third round submissions um so if that you know if you want to throw a flyer on that you're probably going to get some pretty good odds on that um but yeah, I feel like Makayev will probably win. And I, I do see him fighting for the title sooner rather than later, despite how young he is, because he he's clearly, clearly very talented. All right, a couple more main card fights to get into for you there. Um we have at middleweight, I kind of like this one. It's an uh, it's an Apex Fight Night card. It's an Apex Fight Night fight. But we have <laughs> Eric Anders versus uh Jamie Pickett in the middleweight division, like I said couple of uh, interesting middleweights big z i think this this one could be a little goofy it has like one of those weird potentials to be fight of the night but also could be the most boring fight on the card like you just don't know what you're gonna get yeah it's one of the it's just one of those one of those middleweight fights you know what i mean yeah and and like literally in the first quarter of this year for the ufc there's been a lot of those middleweight fights we've talked about on the podcast but yeah, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. No, you're right though. This this fight definitely does have the potential to be a lot of fun just because like both guys are just kind of like those like sloppy, not very good fighters. So like you always just have the potential for like really anything to happen. Um so yeah. Yeah, this fight this fight could end up being fun like you say. It could also end up being extremely boring. We really have no idea. Um but yeah, I'm always kind of partial to Eric Anders just because he's He's given us some some fun fights, some crazy highlights. Um, so yeah, I'm always kind of partial to Eric Anders. Well said. Well said. <laughs> uh, two more fights on the main card. Which holy hell, this is a six fight main card. Thank God it's starting early. Yeah. 1 p.m. East Coast on the prelims and 4 p.m. main card uh, here on the East Coast. Um, we have a bantamweight fight. Um, this is somebody who people are going to be excited about. Um, we have Umar Nurmagomedov, who is Khabib's cousin, I believe. 
Uh, are they? I, I can't say for sure, but he is a part of that uh, Nurmagomedov family. Um, but Umar is taking on Bekzat Almakan. Uh, Umar is 16 and 0, and definitely he's probably one of the more exciting fighters on this card. And um, I don't know, Big Z. I don't know much about the other guy. I'm just going to take a whack and say that Umar probably gets a win here. Uh, yeah, I, I believe. And yeah, you pronounced his name as as well as I can because I I have no clue. Be- Bexat Al Almakan, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would argue to say Umar Nurmagomedov is the single best fighter on this card, like pretty easily. Um, so yeah, he's he's gonna bulldoze this guy. I I really don't understand why this fight is happening. I think they must have just been like Umar needs an opponent, so just get him somebody because they've been trying to make a fight for him for however long. That's the only reasoning I ca- I have behind this, but like we, he was booked against Corey Sandhagen, but and now and now he's fighting this like completely unknown dude who like most likely this is this is his UFC debut, um, so I I really they think they just got someone in there for Umar to fight because he just wanted to fight, but um yeah it'll it'll be fun to watch him fight because he's just he's a savage he's insane he'll absolutely be wearing the bantamweight title at some point it's just a matter of when not a matter of if. Um, so I'm, I'm always excited to watch Umar fight. Definitely. Yeah. That division's a shark tank right now too. So Fuck yeah, it is dude. I'm sure we'll see him climb the ranks and, uh, we'll keep you posted. Cause he's probably going to do something stellar on yeah. Saturday night. Honestly, Umar is a great example of how fucking sick bantamweight is because he's ranked number 13. He, and he might actually like, at, as far as talent goes, he might be top five in top at, three at, he at, might. In bantamweight. And he's ranked number 13. Out of 15. Like, out of crazy. the ranked fighters. Yeah, it's a long way to the top. Yes, it, it is. It really is. And I know some fighters get there quicker than others, but that division is is nasty right now. Yeah, it is a long way to the top. One, I'll see you at the top. One more main card fight. I'm I'm yawning. <laughs> this, this fight could actually be kind of fun. It's another flyweight fight. We have um, Matt Danger Schnell taking on Steve Urseg. Fuck, I probably didn't pronounce that right either. No, you actually nailed that, Steve Ursig. Um, But yeah, Matt Schnell always puts on good fights. So Remember again, that fight flyweight. with Sumadarji? Yeah, that fight was sick. That was crazy. That was, that was awesome, dude. Um, yeah, so, and again, flyweight. Flyweight's amazing. Matt Schnell puts on great fights. So, yeah, I, this one should be fun. Um, Ursig is a, he's only had like two or three fights in the UFC, but he's pretty exciting to watch as well. 11-1 uh, and one at flyweight. So, yeah, definitely. Th- this one's pretty good. Can't even lie. All right. Uh, I think there's literally one prelim I want to talk about. Do you know what it is, Big Z? Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Joel Alvarez and Ludovic Klein, right? Yes, sir. So yeah. we got Joel Alvarez, who's 20 and 3, taking on uh, Ludovic Klein, who's 24 and 1. This fight at lightweight, dude, is going to be a slob and knocker. I believe Alvarez has a really good, like, jiu-jitsu skill set uh this this fight has a whole lot of danger in it i feel yeah this fight is sick um i don't want to guarantee but i am almost guaranteeing that this fight is not going to a decision because these are two bona fide finishers yeah like, I, I think that's what i'm trying to highlight here yeah like, there's yeah. No, there's no chance this goes to this and it cards. probably should be on the main card but again like it's probably being be. it's being weighed down by a poor 
UFC card anyways, so it doesn't really matter if it's on the prelims or the main. Like, and it, it's it's all one ESPN Plus broadcast anyway. Yeah, so it's like it, it really doesn't. It's matter. just it's on a shitty place, but this actually should be a very fun fight. Yeah, this should be higher up on the card. This should be like co-main event to Alex Perez and Muhammad Bakayev, if I'm being honest. And as we announced earlier, uh, Raul Rosas Jr. will take on Ricky Tercios. I don't know if that'll be a main card slot or a prelim fight. Um, it literally, like, I'm on the wiki page. It just says it under announced bouts. So I don't know if they have have an order for where they want to put this yet. But they'll probably just end up tossing it on the prelims, considering they already have six scheduled, like, main card fights. <laughs> yeah. Unless they wanted to change one around. But I don't, I don't see why they would do that. Um only other prelim I want to highlight is uh, Eamon Zahabi versus Javid Basharat. Um, Javid Basharat is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the older uh, of the two Basharat brothers that are in the UFC. Uh, two extremely, extremely talented uh, bantamweights. Uh, Eamon Zahabi's uh, talented himself, coached by his brother Faraz Zahabi. Um, so that that one should be fun as well. But yeah, other than that, not a whole lot to. Uh, to highlight on the prelims. Basharat 14 and 0, Zahabi 10 and 2, and another fight in the bantamweight division, Big Z. I just such a good We division. were talking about it three minutes ago with Umar, but this bantamweight division is stacked right now. And it, and it's awesome to see because that division is is filled with talented fighters who are trying to work their way to the top. And uh wow, we're gonna see some great fights over the next few years at Bantamweight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Bantamweight, featherweight lightweight easily the three best divisions in the sport right now um yeah absolutely fucking shark tanks all three of them all right well i think we're pretty close to being ready to wrap up here this has been a pretty long show it's had some high and low points lots of good stuff to talk about uh ufc vegas 87 comes your way this saturday and next week we have ufc 299 just want to say thanks once again to Primetime Productions. Uh, I'm looking forward to this partnership, man. I really am. These guys have been very supportive so far, and I think we're going to be able to grow each other. And this is this is something that's going to be really, really cool. So shout out to them once again, and thank you for welcoming us on board, man. It's, uh, it's fucking awesome. So thank you. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say is just reiterate how uh, excited and humbled we are to uh, to be a part of Primetime. Um it's only it's only up from here, man. You, yes, you keep sir. saying it. Grow, grow the game. See you at the top. You know whatever you want to say, but it, you know we're we're strapping ourselves to that rocking ship, and, and we're fucking doing the thing. All right. So yeah, and if you're not following them, uh, it is Primetime Prods on Twitter or X, and you can follow us on Twitter and X at Starts MMA Pod. Uh, I think this the show is really starting to go in a cool direction man like Hell i yeah. think we're getting better and better at being on the mics oh definitely definitely and we we want to uh we eventually i think we'll start doing a, a bit of a video component maybe live live streaming some uh some watch parties or something like that but we're we're gonna turn it up for you guys we're uh we're gonna improve our game and we're like i said we're, we're only getting better from here uh it's gonna be a wild ride and we uh we thank you guys for getting on early all right well stay thirsty fight fans yep yep yeah.